Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, April 9th, 2020, and today we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 102, uh, the second paragraph. It begins, your job now is to be, and we're going to read the one paragraph only. Today's readers, we have uh, Wendy M. on the 12 Steps. Sandy C. on the, the uh, traditions and the readers of the text are going to be Martha Z. and Vanita L. The share ID for Wednesday, April 8th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 14,397. That's 14,397. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 14,400. That's 14,400. Um, also, the newcomer greeter, we have Jody E, and the host for the second hour is Jen A. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, uh, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So let me now ask uh, Wendy M. to read the 12 steps. Wendy, good morning. Good morning. This is Wendy M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina, and these are our 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Wendy. Okay, Sandy, we need for you to read the uh, 12 traditions. Sandy C., good morning. Good morning. 
Uh, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Four, uh, three, how about? Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overreaders only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, it's six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And uh, we're, we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. So today we're, we're uh, back in the big book. Uh, we are on page 101, the, um, scratch that, 102 rather, the second paragraph. It begins, your job is now to be. And I will now ask uh, Martha Z if you get us started. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, Larry. Thanks for your levity. This is Martha C. I'm a compulsive, recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Your job now is to be at the place where you may be of maximum helpfulness to others. So never hesitate to go anywhere if you can be helpful. You should not hesitate to visit the most sordid spot on earth on such an errand. Keep on the firing line of life with these motives and God will keep you unharmed. So good morning, my friends in recovery. Um, this paragraph that we just read is our job description. And um, so it says that our job is to be of maximum helpfulness of others to others. And um, I was thinking about 
the first place where I remember hearing this, so Bill usually talks about things a few different times. He says on page 20, he says, our very lives as ex-problem compulsive overeaters depend on our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. So when I was in my disease, I was only helpful to others in my small circle. I had two little girls. And um, my other thoughts and energy went into struggling with my disease. So I was always um, crawling out of the hole and then falling back into it. So in recovery, I actually genuinely care about helping others, and I'm not thinking about myself all the time. And I really thought that I could only be helpful to other compulsive overeaters, but God's given me challenges that I've been able to use my experience from to help others. And um, Bill said that nothing is wasted in God's economy. So, um, and so my higher power has brought good out of my challenges. So, um, just an example of that is that my husband, about nine years ago, had prostate cancer, and um, I would have. It would have been so helpful to me if I would have known somebody who was in that position. And I've been able to help several people who've had husbands with prostate cancer just to talk about their feelings and their fears and um it it's helped me so much but um that's you know one example then it says never hesitate to go anywhere if you can be helpful even the most sorted spot on earth and i remember one of our beloved members always talks about our unhealthy oa meetings as being sorted spots and uh, my one of my local meetings several years ago, uh, was not healthy. Uh, there was no, rec- I would say there was no recovery in it. And I, I was pondering one day that I was going to stop going so much. And I was trying to think about a schedule and maybe I'll go the first and third week or blah, blah, blah. And I really literally heard my higher power say to me, if you want recovery there, then you have to bring it. And I stayed and I, and I continued to go every week. And I am not taking credit for this meeting, but it is, it's amazing. There is, there's a good deal of recovery there now. I'm so grateful for that. Um, the last paragraph closes by saying, we'll be protected if our motives are good. And my protection is the immunity that I get when I help others. So um, today, especially during this challenging time, my goal is to stay emotionally sober. So I thank all of you for helping me with that. And thanks for letting me share. Oh, thanks, Martha. So if you just fell out of bed, we're on page uh, 102, the second paragraph. Uh, Martha read to us, your job now is to be. So before we get started, let me, uh, let me read this. Now, although we value your experience, unless, of course, you're from the, the greater Scottsdale area, um, then not so much. We ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience as well. Um, that, so that means if you if you shared Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, please give others a chance to share. So now with that out of the way, who would like to share on what was read? Katie G from Boston. Katie. Lisa B. Melissa C. Lisa and Melissa. Maya K. Carmela G. Carmela. I missed someone. Let's hold off right there. There's someone after Maya before Carmela. Who was that? Leslie W. 
Leslie, Leslie. Okay, here's our lineup. I have um, Katie, Lisa, Melissa, Maya, Leslie, and Carmela. So why don't we get started with Katie? Good morning, Katie. Hey, Larry, this is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic in Boston. And, um, you know, I, I think for me, being of maximum helpfulness means I don't know what being helpful to other people is going to look like. You know, and I get told that I need to help others. It's my primary purpose today or I'm going to eat again. And, you know, there have been times when I can be an evangelist. Like, I'm going to call you up and I'm going to sponsor you. And the thing is, it doesn't work out because I'm focusing my agenda, right? And so, you know, I'm not to use other people. I'm supposed to stay connected with God so that God can guide me. And I don't know what helpfulness is, but it's to be open. It's to be, okay, God, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to, and to whom? You know, and in terms of the sorted spots being OA meetings, you know, how am I responding to that? You know, am I bad-mouthing that, that OA meeting because they don't have a solution that I think they should have and I know what's best for them? And, and, and am, I, am I talking about that to others? Or am I going and saying, hey, I'm KDG, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic, and this is, this is what I do, you know, and, and, and being one among many, right? Because for me, I get scared. So if people aren't doing the thing I think you should do, then um, you know, then I'm gonna I'm gonna come from a place of fear, and nobody likes it when I come from a place of fear because I'm not coming and and being one among many. And I love too this line, and I've gotten a lot of comfort from people who've walked before me about being on the firing line and having good motives, right? And God keeping me unharmed. Because let's be honest, you know, we're a community of overeaters, and, and I don't know about you, but I'm not judgment-free. You know, like I have resentments too, I have judgment too, and, um, and, and over the years, guess what? I've gotten a lot of people um, not really wanting to hear what I have to say and being really open about that, and that's okay, right? Like it's, um, I know I, I have friends here, but I'm not here because I need friends. I'm here because I don't want to die. I don't want to die from this life and death illness. And I frankly care more about, you know, your recovery than I do about your feelings. I'm not here to cut you down, but I'm also not here to tell you, you know, if you want to keep eating, that's awesome. But I'm not here to tell you that's in the book. And it says, yeah, if you keep eating, that's going to get you um, to a recovered place because it's not. Right, And the women that save my life are the women that are not afraid to tell me the truth about what, about what they hear, about my, about my program of recovery, about the way I'm living my life, you know, and that God will keep me unharmed. And it's so true. God has kept me unharmed. Have I gotten my feelings hurt? Absolutely. But I stay on the firing line because that's where God wants me, is to carry this beautiful message that I am abstinent today and recovered for these 24 hours by the grace of God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Okay, next up we have Lisa, followed by Melissa. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. It says my job now is to be at the place where I can be of maximum helpfulness to others, and I wanted to share my experience. Um, when I got to the part in the steps, you know, the 12th step. And, but actually I started making outreach calls to newcomers way before then 
try and be useful to them because my my big book guide encouraged me. She said, even though you're not yet recovered, you can still learn how to be helpful to others and sharing with them what you are doing to get recovered. And then when I got recovered and I am recovered, I realize now I need to reach out and try and carry this message to others. And it was time consuming, you know, and I was taught I need to fit my life into OA, not fit OA into my life, that it it really needs to take a priority. And um, I began to realize that I don't have so much time to think about me. I had so many problems and concerns and distractions that I wanted to study the solution to these problems and get on the Internet and read about different things. And I realized I wasn't having as much time to focus on me anymore. And I shared that with my grand sponsor, my concern that I'm not having any time now to think about my problems. And she shared with me her experience and that our solution, our our solution to our problems really do come to us when we are able to be helpful to others. And it's just this strange, wonderful part of the 12 steps and that I really get what I'm needing when I'm not thinking about me and I'm trying to be helpful to others. And You know, one way that I really want to be helpful to others is to share the joy, the joy I have in the solution, regardless of what's going on outside of me, that there is a piece of joy that I have there. There's a piece of peace that I have there. And I try to show it just through my life and my actions. And that's how I show gratitude to my higher power. Um, But I love having a job today. I love being able to be useful. And the only way I can be useful is by placing myself in position to receive the transformation that happens as a result of the 12 steps done in absence. This isn't something that I've done. It's something that was done inside of me, a newness, a new life that was created inside of me, a new world, you know, that's created inside of me that now can come inside from the inside out out into the world and help other other people that share the same first step experience that i have but not only them but just other citizens of my town and the world so anyways i'm grateful to be able to share a solution and that there is joy and happiness and satisfaction and usefulness with that i pass thank you lisa okay we have melissa followed by maya Hey, Melissa, are kids showing up for the online classes, or how's that going? <laughs> Good morning, Larry. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, yeah, I'm still teaching, just a different just a different platform. Um, uh, anyway, I'm Melissa. I'm from New York. And, um, you know, so this paragraph tells me that um, God's going to keep me safe if there's a benefit for the greater good, right? And that that there was no point in being recovered if I'm going to stay home and and avoid the sordid places. And, you know, I was thinking about, like, what are sordid places for compulsive overeaters? Because they're not necessarily like the gutter. You know, it's not like drinking on the corner. Um, but it's um, like anywhere where there's food, right? Those are the sordid places. So for me, it was my, like, it was my car, right? It was... Um, family functions, it was any place, it was the refrigerator, it was sorted, and, um, you know, I, so I think, like, for me, it's really like social gatherings, and today I go everywhere, but I have a few clear directions, and and it's really the directions I have for everything, it's to be helpful, to be useful, and go as a representative of recovery, you know, um, I go 
like I go with this optimistic and loving attitude and it's genuine and and if I can't do that then I stay home you know like I'd have no business going places if I'm pouty and focused on me and you know I I when I go places and I'm unsure I think about finding the awkward person finding the lonely person looking for you know for me I like I look for the person that physically looks like they don't fit you know the obese person that that that's my tribe and I go to family functions um now I have like nieces and nephews that are having babies they have young children and when I go there um I play with all the babies and the toddlers and and like everybody's um young school age kids um and and I entertain them and I feel um that's a great service because I free their moms and dads up so they can linger at the table, you know, which for me is a sordid place. When I'm done eating, I'm done. But they can sit at the table and enjoy a meal. And I carry plates of food, you know, for my aging mom or an aunt. Or um, Here's like a really great way that I'm helpful. I listen to my mother or my aunt or my mother-in-law retell me the same story over and over again. And I try to act and open up my mind as as if I never heard their story before. And if that's not being helpful and useful, um, I I really don't know what is. And the truth is, when I do that, I actually can genuinely hear something new in their story that I didn't hear before. You know, I can open up my mind to that. And then I don't want to eat. You know, I just don't want to eat. So thanks for that. I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, we have Maya followed by Leslie. Maya, good morning. Um, hi, oh. this is Maya. There you are. There you are. Um, sorry, I just had to take myself off speakerphone. I'm recovered from New York. I'm compulsive overeater and bulimic, and um, it's so good to hear everybody. I didn't know what I wanted to share. I just know I needed to share. Um, I um, I love this paragraph because I definitely am always feeling like god how can i help how can i help and you know i i'm like i'll you know i try to pray for people i i always feel like 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 an idiot like <laughs> i don't know how to do it but just help me do it you know and um and i just try to put it out there like i'm just following the directions in the big book you know i pray in the morning i, I, I i'm consistent with what i do you know and um with the instructions in the big book and um and at the, at night with my inventory and my my turning my food over and everything, no matter how I feel. And um, just lately, I've been feeling like yuck again. But um, I've always been like hard on myself, and um, and I just feel good. Like lately, I feel like uh, yeah, I, like I'm ready to go take a walk. And I love taking pictures on my walk. So um, like doing service outside the program too. My mom's a compulsive overeater and, and doesn't believe in OA and she's, you know, she's fine being homebound. <laughs> but um, for I just felt bad for her because she's, you know, she's there and she doesn't exercise. She's, you know, really obese. And so I went, I took pictures of my walk and I posted it to Facebook and said, this is for you, mom, you know, because she likes pretty houses. And and she was just so happy. And this is someone I, I did not have a good relationship my entire life. And I prayed to not have resentments. And I heard she's just so, like, so happy. She was so happy to have this walk. 
and people just love the pictures and she loved the pictures and I just feel like it's just been a blessing um trying to um do service and I don't feel like I do it right and I'm I'm just crossing over into vision for you and and the regular meetings I feel like they don't I don't know I just don't feel like I do it right in their eyes and I'd love to get a vision for you sponsor but um I'm, I just keep going because, you know, thank God I'm abstinent. But when I, I'm hard on myself, with I don't do enough service because I did grow up with a lot of criticism. And um, I um, I can, you know, I, I, I've internalized it and I, I try to, you know, let go of it. Um, you know, I can beat myself up. Um, I just, I, I have to let go of it. And I just keep going and, and say, I, I, you know, I, I can, I'm doing the best I can. I, I'm the kind of person who, who like if a hundred people say, uh, you know, I'm a musician too. And if a hundred people say I'm great and then, or 99 say I'm great. And one person says, ah, that sucks. I'll, I'll just freak out, you know? So I, I've always, you know, thought that person must be right. Cause they're the only one telling the truth or something. So anyway, but I just, I just hope everybody has a, a great day today and you know I just pray that God's will is done in all our lives and my life and everyone's life and and I just try to be um you know I I try not to hide my belief in God now and um, that's the big book says you know something about that and I feel like God is really making miracles happen in my life and um in everyone's lives and I just keep praying for everyone and myself whether they know it or not and i see miracles all the time so thanks for letting me share what a beautiful share maya thank you okay we have leslie followed by carmela leslie it's your turn larry good morning (laughs) good morning oh that's okay that's okay thanks buddy New puppy in the house, guys. Sorry about that. All right. So um, my job is to be at the place where I can be maximum helpfulness to others. Um, What is a sorted spot? Never hesitate to visit the most sorted spot. Um, Sorted is defined as arousing moral distaste and contempt. Um, You know, sometimes... There are activities and social gatherings where um, I may not feel 100% comfortable. Um, I don't live in a program bubble. Um, I interact with people that are of all walks of life. You know, um, I have neighbors and family members and church community and you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of different types of people in my circle and so um can i go to these kind of gatherings where people are um eating um a lot of things that i don't eat or at times when i don't eat or drinking um can i can i participate um, and be there with my husband who really enjoys going out to these kind of things. Um, and I see him, you know, he's happy, he's having fun. 
can I learn to be helpful in those types of situations? And the answer is yes. You know, learning to to figure out um, what works for me. You know, I I may not I may not um, hang in there and and party until two o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't know. I that's probably my partying days are probably over unless I'm in the middle of uh, a bunch of vision for you people with some disco music pumping. But that being said, um, I really do feel that, that I can be useful in those situations because I know who I am. I know what it is that I need to do to stay in a recovered state of mind and body. Um, I can mix and mingle without doing um, some of the things that the others are doing. And, and I can also be social and I can get into conversations with people and find out what's going on in their lives um, and just have a good time. Not be so serious, you know, take, don't not take myself quite so seriously. And that's, that's the thing I'm learning to do today is just, is just be easy and light with, try to be easy and light with myself and not take myself so seriously and think that every time I go somewhere um, that it, you know, it has to revolve. That's my selfishness, right? That's what I used to do is every time I went somewhere, I felt like everybody had to cater to me and everything was supposed to revolve around me. And if it didn't work for me, well, then I'm not doing it. Um, but that's not, that's not it today. So you know, I just I just pray that God will continue to to be able to use me in each and every situation with every person that I encounter. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Leslie. Okay, after Carmela, we'll uh, I double dog dare you to share. Carmela, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Larry. I'm very well, and I hope everyone on the line is well. Uh, I'm Carmela G. from New York, a grateful compulsive overeater recovered for today, thank God. Um, I love the last sentence, God will keep you unharmed, and that is the truth. You see, because it wasn't so long ago, um, July uh, 2012, I was in disease. That's not that many years ago. And in disease, no matter where I went, if I was in my head, I was a disaster. I was going to get harmed because my crazy mind was with me. And today, before I get out of bed and I surrender that mind and that body and my will over to God, and I ask, Okay, God, another day you're giving me. Where are we going? What are we doing? And maximum service. Um, I don't know who is going to come into my path. Now, yes, it's a bit limited because um, we're all somewhat in isolation, but I never know who's ringing that phone and who I'm going to answer. And... um, What words will come out of my mouth? And if I'm dedicated to doing maximum service to all, whether it's at a party or 
on a phone call. If I'm connected, I will be able to be of service. And it has been proven every day so far. And the joy I receive in return is phenomenal. And before all of this occurred, we had a huge family wedding and I have a very large family. And um, my, one of my nephews, the next day called me and he said, I have never seen you with so much energy in all my life. He said, you were really out there. And yes, I was at the children's table. I was at the senior table, which I sat at, and I was at the young people's table. But smiles and joy because I was out of my head. I was out of self and trying to be of service and wishing the new couple joy and happiness. And the way I can wish it is to spread it, spread that word and enhance people's lives and get out of self. And that's, that's what I take away today from this meeting. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, Carmela. What paragraph are we on, please? Well, let me tell you, sir. We're on page 102, the second paragraph. Your job is uh, now is to be. Who would like to share? Amy G. Amy. Mark M. Madam. Mark. Lisa J.R. Rasa O. Rasa. Okay, I got, I got Amy, Mark, Matt, uh, someone Anne before Lisa, and Anne-Marie? Yes. And Vasa O. I got you, Vasa. So here's Thanks. who I had. Yeah, no, no worries, no worries. I got Amy, Mark, Matt, Anne-Marie, Lisa, and Vasa. Was there one person I missed in the mix there? Anita J. Any more room? Yeah, well, only for you, Anita. Of course we have room for you. Okay, so let's go with that. We got Amy, Mark, Matt, Anne-Marie, Lisa, Vasa, and Anita. Good morning, Amy. Amy, we can't hear you. Sorry, Mary. There you are. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks. Talking away. Still can't remember sometimes to press that little star one. Um, thank you so much for your service. Thank you, everyone, for an awesome meeting. So keep on the firing line of life. Oh, sorry. My name's Amy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. I looked up. I always assume sometimes that I think I know something and I don't. When I look it up and define it in the, in the dictionary, and it says the firing line is the front line of troops in a battle. And we're in the chapter of working with others. So when, when I hear that keep on the firing line, to me it's about, it's about sponsorship. I need to keep on the firing line of life by being uh, available and in a position to be of service of carrying message of depth and weight to the still-suffering compulsive overeater. You know, we're in a battle. We're in a battle for freedom from compulsive overeating. And me being of maximum service is to be able to get out there and be on the firing line of sponsorship. And it's hard sometimes and discouraging. I've been blessed with a few 24 in this program, and I have found that relapse 
and um, not being able to get to this program can be very frequent in sponsorship. Um, for every eight or ten people I sponsor, maybe one or two people get it. And that's been statistically for me for a couple of decades. And I can't get discouraged because I need to suit up and show up and be on the front line and let God do what God's going to do. But my job is to be there. It is to sponsor, and it is to continue to carry the message to the best of my ability and to be available. And when the person is not ready, the person is not ready. That's not my job, to make them ready. I carry the message, and I let the disease do the convincing. Sometimes it's like thinking in my head, love you, hate the disease. But I refuse to enable when I see something, you know, call a spade a spade in my sponsorship. And sometimes we have to let people go so we can be on the firing line for the next person, to be on the front line of that battle for the lives of those that are still suffering compulsive overeaters. That is my job. That's where I am in a position now to be of maximum service. And I believe that with all my heart to continue no matter how many do or don't get it when I sponsor. My job is to be there. And when I do that, I keep myself in the best possible position to be anywhere and go anywhere I need to be because that keeps me sober. I think I've heard Harlan say it before where it's like, what's your sponsorship rate? Well, it's 100% because I stay sober and abstinent. So it's selfish as well as it's something that I want to do to carry the message and be in the battle, be in the battle, folks, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy. Okay, we have Mark followed by Matt. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Did I get that right? Uh, Yeah. Uh, My name is Mark uh, L. Um, I'm from Hartford, Connecticut. Um, Man. Wonderful topic. I love this topic. This topic is my, it's, it's my life. Without coming into the rooms over here, Namas, I'll be dead. When, 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 when I stepped in that room one day, um, people said, Mark, welcome. And, and when, when, when they said that, my, my life began to be Come better than than before. Um, that's my life to help others. Um, by by showing by showing up at the meeting, by sharing my 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 life among them and tell tell them this how I live my life. I I need this room or over here the nine to say after one day at a time. Without that. Beginning by seeing newcomers coming in and saying their name and say, "I'm a capote overeater. I need help," and I, I could relate to that. Oh boy, I I love that room. Been in the room for a mind long time, and and I don't think I go in a place. I don't retire from this fellowship. I don't care how many how many years of accident I get. I got to stay here because the room helped me and the newcomer helped me. I love you today. Thanks. Thank you, Mark. Much appreciated. Okay, we have Matt followed by Anne Marie. Matthew, how are you? Is that Larry Terry of Pottery? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, Larry. Thank God for you, Larry. You're awesome. 
Good evening. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. from Pennsylvania, from New Jersey. I just wanted to say that my life began when I first came to the OA rooms. People said, welcome. You don't have to eat anymore. You know, I, I, I first, I woke up. I felt like I was in a deep trance you know, being in the food all those years. My life was just going endlessly. The days were just melting into each other one after another. And I, I didn't know I, I didn't know any better. I just thought, you know, I had an eating problem. But I really had a life a lifelong problem. And the food was just masking a greater a greater problem, a much greater problem. I had a life problem. And um, I'm very grateful that, you know, today I can see what the problem is. I'm, I've been struggling for a while. And I realized, you know what, I had to surrender. I lost the battle a long time ago. I had to realize I lost the war. I had a, I have a lot of battle wounds, a lot of battle scars, and I had to realize, guess what? You you lost. It'll be lost the war. Give up. Raise the white flag. Surrender. 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 That's the that's the key word in this whole in this whole in this whole uh, this whole thing here is the word surrender. You know, it's all it's all about surrender. Every day I have to wake up and tell him that. Guess what? You 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 have to give up your own will, your self will. And self-preservation, that's, we all have self-preservation in, in, in us, but that self-preservation has to go against the wayside, and I have to wake up every day, and I want, to, I want to survive. If I want to survive, I have to give in to my higher power and let my higher power guide me every day what, I, what, what, what my higher power's will for me is. I have to look and find out what that is. You know, it's not easy being self-isolated every day in this quarantine. The, day, the days can meld into the days can like wash into each, can meld into each other one after another. I have to set a routine for myself, and actually, I have to work through that routine. If I didn't have a job, I don't know what I would do because each day would just be the next, the same, same day one after another. But I'm grateful just for today that you know I'm safe, I'm healthy, and uh, so so many people aren't. I'm very grateful. I'm one of the people who are still healthy and happy. And I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for people in the rooms and in the OA rooms and people that I have in line. And I'm just grateful to be alive. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Okay, we have uh, Anne Marie followed by Lisa now batting. And Marie, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Always good to hear you. Um, this is Anne Marie M. Uh, gratefully. Uh, through God's grace, a recovered compulsive eater today. And what jumped out at me in this paragraph was at a proper time and place, explain to um, all your friends why alcohol disagrees with you. I need to be checking my motives with that. Um, am I looking for sympathy? Um, am I trying to persuade someone else? Or am I trying to get someone off my back? I found that um, being an alcoholic and, and also a compulsive eater. That with the alcohol, if I told somebody that, you know, um, you know, I don't drink, I have a problem with alcohol, they would be, oh, I'm sorry, you know, let, let me get you, with, um, you know, a ginger ale or a juice or, you know, um, be very understanding with that. But with the food, um, I always had people say, oh, come on now, you, you know, it's a, it's a holiday, you know, you can, you know, get off your diet one time or other or, um, you know, and and. What I learned, what what works best, uh, what has worked best for me is, you know, I'm, you know, if somebody offers me something, I'll say I'll have some a little bit later, but not right now, and they're just like off my back. <laughs> um, but I need to also um, pray and and um, pause, which um, I'm learning to do. It's a hard one for me lately um, to pause with with any situation, but um, to pause and ask myself, you know. 
ask God, actually, not myself, because I get myself into trouble when I do that, but ask God to, um, you know, show me what I need to do, you know, direct my attention to what, you know, what you want me to be in this situation. And sometimes it is um, the right time for me to tell someone that I um, I have an allergy to food. And some certain substances uh, disagree with me, and and you know I just have to trust God and pause and ask God for the right words, and it comes when I do that. It's unbelievable when I pause and ask God for the right right words. It, it does that, and you know I'm back sponsoring now, and so grateful for that. What a gift! What a gift! And I so often pause and ask God to put the words in my mouth because um, I don't have all the answers anymore. thought I did, but I learned that I don't. So um, I will pass with that. And thank you once again, Larry, for sharing this meeting. Appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Okay, we have Lisa followed by Vasa. Oh, and good morning, Lisa. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Larry. This is Lisa Jr. Thank you. Well, um, from Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, gratefully recovered by God's grace one day at a time. Um, when I first uh, went through this big book with a sponsor, um, I could really wrap my brain around this paragraph because I've been working pretty much full time since I was 15 years old. Um, and you know i've I've had a job, I've had employment, and in my disease, I certainly approached my eating like it was a full time job or a full time career. So I was able to uh, wrap my brain and being an an army brat, I was able to wrap my brain around the arch the marching orders, the the job now that I have to do. Um, I've got a task at hand, and we see. It's to be of maximum helpfulness or usefulness to others. And that thread goes throughout this big book that that is our, our, those are our marching orders. You know, we have a new employer um, on page 63, being all powerful. He provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. So we know from the Oxford tenants that being of service to others, it goes that far back. Um, and each page is sprinkled with that that whole um, idea that we get out of self. But when I came into program, I was terminally selfish. Um, so a funny thing happened when I began to do the work and started to be other-centered. God did keep me safe and unharmed. Um, and I continue to do them because I know that if I slip back into that place of selfishness, where I don't want to carry the message to other people, that I don't want to work with newcomers. You know, they keep, they keep us green, the newcomers. They keep us um, remembering what it was like. Um, they keep it fresh. So, yes, um, we have to be boots on the ground for God, for the compulsive overeaters, the still sick and suffering out there. And I'm so grateful uh, to be on the line today. Thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, we have Vasa followed by Anita. Vasa, you snowbird. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Larry and every one of you. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive, Vita, calling from uh, Port Charlotte, Florida, over here another couple of weeks. 
Thank you for your service, Larry. And, uh, yes, working with others. Uh, well, my experience uh, over the years has been um, not very many people recover because they don't want to do the work. And I remember at the beginning when I started sponsoring, and I thought it was, I said, it's got to be something wrong with me. Maybe I'm not doing it right, you know. I tried so hard. But then I learned that, you know, if people are not ready, if they're not willing, and they're not going to do it, they don't want to do the work. I had the gift of desperation. So that's why I was ready and I was willing because I didn't want to die. So my relationship with uh, my higher power is number one today. I, I, years ago, I, I, I would have never been able to say that. But today I do, and uh, that my again that's the most important thing. And and my programs and working the twelve steps, and then after all that, and and then I put other things, and I like it says here we've got to be maximum of service to others, and God will keep you unharmed, and. For me, I I just, you know, I had to really turn to my higher power at the beginning because, and, I, and my program and the 12 steps, but mostly be, to my higher power because my sponsor could not guide me and walk with me all day long and see what I was putting in my mouth. And she couldn't do 24 hours. So I turned to my higher power, and every time the temptation came, back for me to eat, I'd always, you know, pray to God and ask God to help me and show me how I can be a service to others instead of keeping the focus on the food. And my thought would just go somewhere else. It was just, I, you know, it was a miracle. I could go no food from breakfast to lunch, not to put anything in my mouth. So today, that's what I do. Um, I, I kept on hearing, clean house. Um, I mean, put the food down, clean house, and help others. And um, I have no control of other people, how they work, their program. I can pass it on to them, what I've learned. But what I need to do, I need to stay in the program. And I need to keep the focus on myself. And hopefully, I can be a power of example to others. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Anita, are you holding the fort down in Philly? Good morning. Hey, baby, you got the wrong Anita. Oh, that's a different Anita. This is New York. That's okay, kids. It's all right. <laughs> Good morning. So this is Anita J, and I'm in Massachusetts. Started in Chicago, though. However, I am um, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater through the grace of God and only, only Him. I um, have now found I, I'm in an independent living situation. And at first, the menus, you had so many choices, it was never an issue. But due to this virus and eating in our rooms, there's a limited, limited menu. And first, I tried to get that bloody kitchen to conform to my will, the big baby. I did not realize what I was doing. But now, 
I have veggies, I have salad, I have a couple of different um it a couple of different um entrees in my freezer for for me to cook because today's menu has had the Chinese something that has everything absolutely that I shouldn't have, including these peanuts. And um and the other one was a Mexican thing I used to love. I'd exercise and then I'd go have a few of those things. I mean, and then the third choice was French toast. So the sword in place I'm trying to tell you is you cannot escape the sword in place. When they bring in whatever they're bringing for the evening, which yesterday was only the entree, I tell you, that holiday you guys have, uh, that food, I can see why you're in OA. Thank God you're in OA. Anyway, the point of this story is the sordid place, you can't escape because my cable here becomes the sordid place when they put that menu down. And then I have a choice. And with God's help, my choice day at a time, thank you, God, is to to stay on this firing line of life and um, and live his will. And it, I don't know, each day is bringing such a surprise. Ever since I made a decision that broke my back, uh, my life has changed. For the worse, first I thought, now I don't know. Anyway, that's a deeper thing. Thank you so much for letting me share. It's uh, Good to hear you all every single day. I pass. Oh, thank you, Anita. Okay, we got a couple minutes. Who would we got time for one share? Who would like that spot? PP. Donna. Linda D. All right, I got. You know who I heard? I I heard um, Pete first. So, uh, Pete, would you would you take us out in a couple minutes? Thank you, sir. You got it, Larry. I'll be brief. TB, compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy. You know, every meeting that we attend, they read the fifth tradition. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater, right? That's the primary purpose of the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, right? And what, the, what distinguishes what the instructions for recovery tell me is that my job is to be of maximum usefulness to others, right? I don't have to, as an individual, embrace what OA's primary purpose is because you know what? The fellowship, the primary purpose of the fellowship is to carry its message, but that doesn't mean that's its sole purpose. There's other purposes for the fellowship, and it talks about that in, in our instructions, right? So I have to realize that my job as a recovered individual that has this fatal progressive illness that only gets worse, never better, is to be of maximum helpfulness to others. And how can I be helpful? All through this book, it tells me I'm powerless. I'm powerless. I'm powerless, right? So the only power that we have as recovered individuals is the power of example. It is our job to demonstrate to others the God's will, God's love, God's way of life, right? Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life, right? So we got to remember, the, we, it doesn't come across in our words. It doesn't come across in our information and the knowledge we have in this program, in, this, in, this re, in the recovery literature. 
it comes across in our power of example, our demonstration to others of our God's will, our God's love, and our God's way of life, how we can walk through any challenging situation in victory. I know I realize that we are surrendering, right, which implies that we lost and we did lose, right? But we're almost like the, uh, what's the one with the Red Cross, right, that goes in, it's on the firing lines. We're, we're on neither side, right? We're on neither side. We, we are, we are um, Sweden in this, in, in, on the firing lines. We ain't for eating and we're not against it. Right? Our job is to be of maximum service to our fellows, right? to be helpful to others. Those are all others in these rooms and outside of these rooms. And with that, I'll pass. Hey, Pete, thanks so much for, uh, for finishing that off there. And thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for this meeting. That number is 14,000. 406. That is 14406. And we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by uh, the Serenity Prayer. And Benita L., are you available to read that? Benita, press star one. If not, uh, maybe someone else can read 164. Who wants to do that? Larry, this is Joanne from Rhode Island. I can. Joanne, Joanne, Joanne. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I hear you. Is that Benita? <clears throat> Tell you what, press star one again. I think, Joanne, thank you for jumping. I think Benita was there, but Benita, you're going to have to okay. press star one. There you are. Our book. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask God in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with God is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Oh, do I read the rest of it, Larry? Yeah, if you would. That'd be great. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to God and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely beat some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.